Today's Dav Visamach Dalit, we are holding in the Mishnah on Samach Gimel Amad Aleph. Playing catch up. Zod De Lega Mishnah. Ha Omer Li Isha Rat Mugadesh's Li Al Menash Edabra Alayach Lashiltan. So a person says to a woman, I'm Mekadesh, be Mekadesh's to me, on condition that I will go speak to the authorities on your behalf. So she has some issues she needs. Some what's called protectia. She needs someone to come in and intercede on her behalf. I'll do that on your behalf. I will go and speak to the authorities on your behalf. Or or I will be a laborer. I'll work for you. You need certain work done. I will work for you uh, like a day laborer, right? So and he followed through. He did speak to the authorities. Or he did the work for her. But but if he doesn't follow through. Now, there's going to be two ways of understanding what's happening over here, right? There's two ways you could explain it. One way of explaining it is that the work that he is doing on her behalf or the interceding he's doing on her behalf has value. There's money associated. People pay lobbyists, right? You pay lobbyists a lot of money. Meaning, so either the interceding upon the authorities has, a, has an amount associated with it, or doing a day laborer, there's a clear-cut amount. And what is the money that is being Makadish for her? It's the work that he is doing is the Kesev that you're being Makadish with. And therefore, when he does it, then it follows through its Mekodeshis. Doesn't do it, she never received money. That's one way of understanding. The other way of understanding is that he's giving her a pruta now. So if he's giving her a pruta now, so then why is it Mekodeshis only if he does or doesn't do it? Because it's a condition. How's he giving her a pruta? He hands her a pruta, he hands her a oh, ring. But, but he says, say it doesn't say either way. He just says she's Mekodeshis if he does it. But the question is, what is the consideration here? Is it the actual activity is the consideration? Or is he being Mekodesh her on condition? Like we had cases before, on condition I'll do A, B, and C. You fulfill the conditions, Mekodeshis. You don't fulfill the condition. So the question is, what is the Kesef Kedushin here? That's going to be a machlokas to understand how to understand our Mishnah. But you understand there's two ways of understanding it. Yeah, but We're, I don't understand why you're bringing the pruta up because it's nowhere in the Mishnah. Okay, but again, it doesn't say any way that, what, what is the Kedushin that's happening here? Sounds like- All right, so let's see. Work. I'm a Reish Says Reish Lokish that the case only works if it gives a pruta. And the one is going to ask what Iris' question is. Doesn't mention the pruta, so why? Why does it have to be that case, right? So when it says ubeschar loy, meaning the simplest understanding, because it doesn't mention a pruta, would be that it is talking about the wages for the work done. So the Gemara wants to know why? Why isn't he learning that it's a, so maybe you'll tell me, maybe you can't be Kaddish that way. Maybe it's not, a, we know that's not true. That what, what's wrong with being Kaddish that way with the work that I will do with you? Now, let's just classif- clarify this for a moment. If it's work that he already did, and he says, the work that I did with you that you owe me the money for, I'll be Kaddish to, that we know doesn't work. Why doesn't that work? Think about it for a moment. The work he did already. Let's say he was the, the plumber. I came and I fixed, I fixed. Right, that the, work. And I, why doesn't it work? If he did the work and now he wants to cut us with what he did, can't because it's a loan. Because it already be, she owes she yeah, owes him the money, but with an, a loan, it's a, a, with a loan you can't be mekadesh. So if it's something that was done, I understand it doesn't work. But that's not the case over here. The case over here is what I will do, and we're going to show work that I will do actually is a viable form of consideration and works for kedusha. Let's see it in sign. Vatani learned in a brayso b'schar sherkavtich ala chamor that I, uh, I, I carried you, I was your Uber driver, I carried you on the donker, or a donkey, I carried you on the, oh, I sat you on the wagon, right? So I took you on the boat, because if a work, work that was already done, as I explained, it can't be Makadish with work that was already done, because work that was already done, you're not being Makadish with new funds, you're being Makadish with something she owes you, something she owes you is Milven, Milven Makadishes, bottom of Samach Gimel. If it's the work for the, that I, I, I'm about to give you the lift, I'm about to drive you, I'm about to put you on the donkey, I'll put you on, on the wagon, or on, the, on, on a boat, in both those cases, it does work, right? So now, so what do you see? That for, uh, for work that will be done, it works. So why is it that in, uh, in our Mishnah, Reish Lokish seems to be shying away from that. He seems to be saying is, the work that 
that, uh, that I will do for you, or the interceding I will do for you, has to be talking about where you gave her the pruta, and it's like a regular condition, was it fulfilled or not? So, so what, I, just, I apologize, but he does the work, she hasn't paid, he can't forgive what she owes. No, if, the work, she if, the, if there was no discussion of marriage, and he did the work, and now he owes her that. Now she, she owes him that money. Him money. That you can't be makadish with that because that's just been kaddish with the law. And we said you can't be with the law. Same thing as if he had yeah. lent money yeah. to her, and then no. he says, "Keep okay, the, don't keep, pay me back. right." That doesn't work. But if the if it was spoken out that before I do this, that's going to be the consideration. It works. Now, so why doesn't Rish Lakish learn that's the case in the Mishnah? Like you said, doesn't mention a pruta. So why does he say specifically there's a pruta there? Right. Bechitema. So the Gemara actually has a pushback. Maybe the case that we just brought down, the Brysa, that way he said, I'm, that I will give you a ride on my, on my donkey. I will give you a ride on the wagon. Maybe they're also talking about when he first gave her a pruta. Maybe that case also is talking about, maybe with wages, you can never be Makadish. Past wages, future wages. And maybe they're talking about that he did a pruta, gave a pruta. Clearly not, because he says, I'm being Makadashi with the wages. Then he says, clearly, I'm being Makadashi, not with a pruta. What is he saying? I'm being Makadashi, what is that noise? I'm being Makadashi with the wages that will be done. For Otanya, and furthermore, we actually have an explicit brysa, much more explicit. It says, shave imi bitsavsa. If the woman says to the man, listen, I want you to keep me company. I'm lonely, I want you to keep me company. And I will be Mekodesh's to you. Schaik lefanai. Or I want you to entertain me. Make me laugh. Rekoid lefanai. Dance in front of me. Right? Asa. If he... I'm sorry. Asa kadimos. Or build a building for me. Right? Asa kadimos azeh. There's a building in front. I want you. You can build that same type of building for me. They were looking at a building. Then I write. As it says. Shamin im yesh All the things that she is asking for. We determine... Is that service worth a pruta? And if it's worth a pruta, mekodeshes. Clearly you see, what is he being mekodesh with? The service. It's not, it's not that giving her another pruta, because then you don't have to evaluate whether the service was worth the service. Just a t'nai. So clearly what? So you're going to say here too, maybe somebody give her a pruta. In this case, you can't say he's giving a pruta, because v'ashamin also kama, which says we have to evaluate the service. Clearly it's based on the, the, the value of the service, not based on the pruta that's given. So to Yufta the Reish Lokish. So this seems to be a refutation of Reish Lokish. Why is Reish Lokish learning our Mishnah that you had to give a pruta? What is trying to avoid the fact that you gave a service? Why are you trying to avoid the fact that you gave that, that, because it's based on the service that will be done? We see from the abrises that we brought down is you can makadish with the service. So why does Reish Lokish have to learn that you gave a pruta? It seems to be a refutation on the position of Reish Lokish. So now, in order to understand this, let me explain something we've touched on before. There is a fundamental machlokus. When someone does a service for you, someone you hire someone to do a service for you, how is the obligation to pay that person, how is it in the mechanics, how is it assessed? There's two ways to look at it. One way is that each pruta of work that he's doing for you, as he accomplishes what it is that he's intending on doing for you, each pruta, you, become, you now owe him. He does a pruta of service, you owe him a pruta. Until you get to the end, where you owe him the entire, entire amount. Okay, that's one way of, of viewing it. The other opinion, it's gonna be a machlokas tanoim. The other opinion is, is that no. While he's doing what he's doing, right? He, you don't owe him anything at the time that he is doing it. The, when do you owe him? Upon completion, then you owe him the entire amount. Okay, I'm not going to get into different uh, is, 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 the technica- technicalities, or, but that two completely different ways of understanding. When you hire someone to do a service, how is the liability for the service assessed? Is it each pruta of work you now owe him, or is it you owe him the entire amount at the end? Okay, everyone understand. There's two different ways of looking at things. So what the Gemara is going to suggest is here is that according to Reish Lakish, he says like this. He's, we're going to see why he says this. He says, now, now let's, let's speak out before that. Let's speak out at least one difference that's going to be with it. 
You can hear, by the way, if it's that now each time he does something, you owe a pruto. So if he's Mekadosh, you with a service, you can't do that for Kedushin. Because when he comes and says, I want to do this service for you, and I do this service for you, the service, the value of the service of Mekadosh with you, you can. Because since at each yeah. pruta, you, can? you can't, you can't. Because since each pruta, as it's being done, shifts to becoming alone. As he does it, now you owe another pruta. Now you owe another pruta. So how can he say that that's what I'm going to encounter you with? Because at the end of the day, when he completes it, she it's owes. Got, she owes him the entire amount as it was happening, it really becomes like the Kaddish with a loan, and therefore it doesn't work. And what Reish Lakish is going to say, that that's the author of our Mishnah. The author of our Mishnah holds that you can't be Kaddish with a service because it's just, it's, it's a problem being a Kaddish with a loan. Not only if it was done already, but even a service to be done also has the status of being a Kaddish with a loan. Therefore, the case of the Mishnah has to be talking about where a Pruta had to be given, because without it, you can't be a Kaddish only if a Pruta was given. So therefore, Reish Lakish understands to my like a condition. I'm giving you the pruta on condition you do A, B, and C for me. You do A, B, and C. I'll do A, B, and C, Mekodesh. You don't do A, B, and C, and Mekodesh. Because the terms of the conditions were not filled. Who gives the pruta to who? The man has to Mekodesh and Isha. He has to give her a pruta. Our question is, why do you have to give her a pruta? Be Mekodesh with the service you're doing. Right. The answer because is because, because it's, alone. it's alone. You can't do it. Now, what does the Brysa hold? Because the Brysa clearly holds that it's working with the service, not with the pruta that's been given. Because the Brysa understands. I'm going to explain it how the Achronim Amazbeth. The Bryce understands that that's not how a service is built. The way the service is built is you finish the whole service, that's when you owe it. You do the whole service, and that's when you're not incrementally each pruta is owed as it happens. Now, why is that better? At the end of the day, when the service is finished, she now owes the money. So, how can you be a Kaddisha with the service? Because prior to that, he's done the work. If he's done... The answer is as follows, because if you learn that it's not incremental, then you could say that that, that what you're being Makadish with is not the actual financial piece of the service. It's the benefit that you receive while the person is doing the service. As he's doing the service for you, you're being Makadish with the benefit of it. We had the same thing by a loan too. By a loan we said that if you're Makadish of Isha by saying the loan you owe me doesn't work. If you say the benefit you receive by me for giving the loan, yeah. it does work. So therefore, so the, uh, the, the Achronim Amazbir, they said this was Shad and Rashi is trying to explain you too, is that if you learn incrementally as it happens, you can't be Makadish because the point is the focus is on the income with a service, incrementally it's a loan all the way through. But if you don't owe any of the money until the end, then you can say that when he said, I'm going you with a service, what he's saying is, I'm going to you with the benefit that you get from me while I'm doing the service. So with a benefit from what the service, as long as that benefit is worth a pruta, it's mukadeshes, and you don't have to give a pruta. So therefore, that's going to be the difference. Our Tana holds, it works incrementally. You can't be Makadish with the service. The Tana of the Bryce holds, you could be Makadish with the service, is understanding that the service is not uh, built incrementally. The service only works at the end. Since the service is only built at the end, you can say I'm being Makadish, what he meant to say, I'm Makadish with the benefit you're receiving while I'm doing the service, then it's considered to be mekudeshes. Is that distinction clear? So what it says like this. So therefore says the Gemara, Amalach Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish would answer you as follows. Hi Tana Baro. The Tana of the outside uh, statement, which is the Bryce, that's what Bryce means, outside of the Mishnah. That the way Skiris works when you hire someone to do a service for you, the service is only built at the end. Therefore, you could be Makadasha with a benefit along the way. Tana Didan, our Tana, our Mishnah, Savayesh, therefore considered to be one long loan, and therefore you cannot be Makadash with the service. So, therefore, what must be the case of our Mishnah? How are you being Makadash? You're not being Makadash with a service. Says Reish Lakish has to be talking about what did you do? You're not being Makadash with a service. You gave her a Pruta. 
So Mordechai says like this, I understand you're saying a wonderful chiluk, but what forced you to say that? Meaning you have the arm ton of holes that only works, in, uh, it works from the incrementally, and then what has to be a ton Why learn that way? Just learn the Mishnah like the Brisa. The ton of our Mishnah holes, its service only works at the end, and the Bekadosh with the service, and there is no pruta. What forced Reish Lokish to learn the Mishnah the way he's learning it? So Mordechai says, my duchid Reish Lokish, what is forcing Reish Lokish? Saying the ton of our Mishnah were, understands that it works incrementally. And it has to be talking about what he gave her. Bruta, why do you have to learn then? Learn the other way. Learn like the Brysa. He says, I'll tell you the difference. Because in the Brysa, if you look at the wording of the Brysa, the Brysa says clearly in that what does he say I'm being you with? I'm Makadashu with the service. So in the Brysa, you can't say somebody gave her a Pruta because it made it clear. What is he being Makadashu with her with? The service. So in the Brysa, we know for sure, we're talking about the Shita that holds, that you could be Makadashu with the Shita because it's only built at the end. It's not built incrementally from the beginning. However, the time of our Mishnah never said, I'm being Makadashu with the service that I'm going to speak to the authorities. He never said that. He said, be Makadashu on Almanas, on condition. What does Amanas imply? The word Amanas on condition applies we're talking about a condition over here. We're not talking about that that's the consideration of the actual marriage because then it should have used the wording of the Brisa. The Brisa says for the schar, for the reward, for the benefit that you receive from me doing it. Never said that. Almanas implies I'm being Makadosh to you. How am I being Makadosh to you? It doesn't say. But it says but on condition I'll do A, B, and C. It must be you gave her a pruta. That's what makes it a condition. So therefore since our Mishnah used the word Almanas, Reish Lakish felt compelled to say that it's not the, the actual service that's being Makadish. The service is a condition of the condition going through, but it must be talking about we gave her a pruta up front. So therefore, Amarova, Matnis and Kashi say, the mission of Ephraim, Reish Lakish found difficult. My Iritana Almanas, why did it use the words on condition I'll do the services for you? Nitni Bishar used the same word as the Brisa. In, uh, in exchange of the, 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 the compensation that you receive for me doing the service, b'schar, as the reward for me doing the service, right? Why not say his case, do it for the, uh, for my, for, uh, as, as, as the exchange of the service should be mekudesh. It doesn't say that. El must be, because of kol almanas, because anytime you use the word almanas, hekad the yavlahu, it has to be you gave her a pruta, because clearly you're not being mekadesh with the service, it's an almanas. Why couldn't you be mekadesh with the service? That's what Shlach is explaining, because the ton of our Mishnah holds that yesh l'schiris that when you do a service with somebody, it's built from the incremental, from the beginning, and therefore it's alone, and you can't be Makadish with it. Let's go next Mishnah. All right. Technical Gemara, gentlemen, pay, pay attention here. The, the case of the Mishnah is like this. A man says to a woman, however, there's one catch, right? My father needs to give his stamp of approval. All right? So therefore, he hands her a prutis, on condition that my father will approve. The father approves, if he doesn't approve, so that's case number one. Case number one is if he approves. Then, and the ruling of case number one is if he approves, yes, does not approve, no. Case number two. Mesa Av, let's say the father died, all right? So now, at this point, he cannot give his tacit approval. Why can't he give his tacit approval? He's dead. He's dead. That's it, that's Mekodeshes, it works. We're gonna discuss it, that's case number two. Let's say the problem over here wasn't that the father died, the husband died, Mesa Ben, the son died. Now you have a problem here. Because you have, yeah, very good. If that's a marriage and there's no children and there's brothers, it could be a yibum. So therefore, in this case, tell the father to say, I don't want it because if he says, if he doesn't agree, he doesn't want the marriage, then there's not going to be, he's not stuck in a situation of a yibum situation. So we have three scenarios here. One is if my father will agree, right? Well, father will agree. He agrees, yes, no, that doesn't agree, no, case number one. Case number two is if the father died, Mekudeshes, right, we'll get to it. And case number three is that the son dies. Now let me explain to you what the next Isn't three lines... Is it a Suffolk evil because it's only Kedushin or... No, 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 let's, let's get the cases clear and then you'll ask me the question. 
Now, let's understand something. When you say, I need the approval of my father, the Gemara says that could really mean we're going to see one of actually three things. But right now, let's go to one of two. One is that he has to give his active approval. My father has to say, yes. He has to say, I want it. Okay? But if he just keeps quiet, that's not an approval. So it means he has to actively give, say yes. Or it could mean is as long as he doesn't protest. If he keeps quiet, it's good. Right? That means as long as my father does, could be just as long as my father doesn't, what does it mean over here? When I say as long as my father wants it, it could mean one of two things. What could it mean again? What are the two things? Either one is he actively says, I want it, or it could be as long as he doesn't protest. You understand? It could be one of two things. The question is, we have to clarify, and it has to fit all three cases because the chorus that's being put together. That, let's go. And that'll help you understand your case. So let's see it inside. So Gemara says, my What does it mean on condition that my father will agree? That I need the father to say yes. Right? When he hears about it, he has to say, yes, this is what I want. The problem with that, okay, it would work, it would work in the first case. The first case, I want my father to agree. So how would you learn it? If we went to my father and we mentioned the marriage, he said, yes, Mikudashis. Did not say yes, then what would be the rule? Anyway, even if you get quiet at the end of the conditions, right? The problem is Iris' problem, case number two. Because what happens over there? The father heard about it, then he died. So why is it Mikudeshes? He never said yes. So it can't be that you have to have the active yes, because if you have to have the active yes, then why in the second case would be Mikudeshes if we don't have an active yes, right? So therefore, so say the middle case. But he never gave us the yes. He never gave us the active approval. Ella, so therefore, let's go back and do the drawing board. What must it mean? Not that my father has to say yes. It say means no. as long as he doesn't actively protest. It means he keeps quiet. Mekudeshes. With me? Right. As long as he, when he hears about it, he's quiet and he doesn't say no. All right, so now the two cases would then have to be explained like this. When the first, we, we're now clarifying what it means when you say, oh, my father will agree. What do people mean by that? It means as long as he doesn't protest, right? That's right. So therefore, the first case works out good. The father heard about it, didn't protest, Mekudeshis, all right? Protested, Ada Mekudeshis, first case. Second case, the father heard about it, kept quiet, and died. Mekudeshis, it's Mekudeshis, why? Because he didn't protest. Problem's gonna be case number three. Right? Why is case number three going to be problematic? Because what was case number three? Case number three was the father heard about it. The Chorah didn't protest. Now you want to go back to him and tell him to protest. It doesn't help anymore. Why doesn't it help? Because he's not protesting initially. That, that already made him a So How does it help to go back and protest? Right? So what it says like this. So Amos Sefer, let's say case number three now. Mesa Ben, when the father dies, or when the son dies, right? The case number three was the son dies. It says that said, go back and tell the father, no, you should protest. Now the Chorah, if the condition was as long as he's quiet when he first hears about it, it's Mekudeshes. So how does it help now to go back and tell the father, no, you should protest. It's too, too, it's, 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 it's too late. Why is it too late? Didn't right. Amai it's talking about we heard about it already and he kept quiet. How does it help to go tell him now go protest? So therefore, like this. So Ella, right? Now what the Gemara is going to say as follows. The Gemara is going to add a new wrinkle, and this is what Rashi explains it. Rashi explains as follows: is that maybe there is a difference if you use the expression, right? that I don't want him to protest, all right? I don't want him to protest. That does not mean that when he first hears about it and he's quiet, it's automatically mekodeshes. That can mean I don't want him to protest ever. So therefore, it's like, it's really never permanently mekodeshes because it's always left in abeyance that what? That if he comes back and protests, it would wipe it out. The only way to stop it is if he actively says, I agree. But if he just keeps quiet, it's not definitively Mekudeshis, right? 
So you have to say like this, the way Rashi explains it, and this like adds a third wrinkle. We're not talking about where the father, we ask the father to say yes actively, because that doesn't work for case number two. So the way to break it up, but it's a little bit dolcha, because now you have to split the Mishnah into two types of cases. In case number one and case number in case number one and two, Rashi explains, it's talking about where you said that as long as the father is quiet. If the father's quiet, then automatically it's Mekudeshes. That explains number one and two. Because if he's quiet, it's considered to be an acceptance. The only way it's not acceptance is if he protests. But if he's quiet, Mekudeshes. Therefore, if he's quiet, Mekudeshes, or he dies, Mekudeshes. Why? Because he was quiet. Case number three, you have to say, as long as he doesn't protest. As long as he doesn't protest, that doesn't make it automatically when he hears and he's quiet because he still leaves, it still leaves open the opportunity for him to prove, which is why that even after the son dies, we can still go back to him and say, you should protest. That we, ah, he kept quiet. No, because case number three is a different case. There the case wasn't as long as he's quiet. There the case was as long as he doesn't protest. Didn't protest, ah, he can still protest. That, that's how Raj explains it. So it's like splitting hairs, right? That it, it's not talking about where you actively needed his tacit approval, but there's a question is, there's two, case, two ways, but there's two cases. One is that as long as he's quiet, one is as long as he doesn't protest, and they have different in, implications. So therefore, let's see it inside. So, hello. Um, the case is talking about Almanas that the father doesn't protest. So as long as the father doesn't protest, we don't say that it's not a good condition, but it's in abeyance. So therefore, in order to change it, the father would actively have to say, I agree. But as long as he didn't actively say, I agree, he kept quiet, he could still come back later and he could protest. That's how we have to understand it. So Reisha, so the problem is that it comes out though, Reisha, the first part of the Mishnah, Bechat Taimo, he's talking about one scenario. I actually, I, I think I've, I didn't say it exactly. The three cases. The first case he's talking about uh, one, in, 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 in one way. It means as long as he's quiet, it's Mekudeshes. So as long as he's quiet, it's Mekudeshes, which means that if he, at the time he was told, fine, it's Mekudeshes. He spoke up, and Mekudeshes. The second and third cases can be clumped together. The second and third case means that as long as he doesn't protest. Now obviously if he dies, He's not going to protest. That's why it's Mekudeshes. Ah, he heard about it, was quiet, he didn't protest. Not a problem. It's not automatic Mekudeshes because he still has the option to go protest. That's why in the third case, we can come back and tell him, listen, we don't want there to be a Yibum here. Therefore, what should you do? You should protest and that'll wipe out the Kedushin. So comes America, asks a question. He says, Reish B'chatam, you're coming to the first part of the Mishnah. That is dealing with one type of case. And the safer and the second and third cases are coming out with a different type of case. So I'm Rabiana in. Rabiana said that doesn't bother me so much. Yeah, that's how you're gonna to have to explain it. Even though it wasn't clear, there was no transition to the different kind of cases, but that's the way I want to do it. So the one points out, I'm a Reish Lokish. Reish Lokish says you see a fundamental principle here. Is that Shmami Nod Rabyana? You hear from Rabyana's interpretation of our Mishnah that uh, top of Samach Gimel on the base. You see, Shmami Nod Rabyana, Dach Kinan, Umek Minan, but Isim betray Taimo. I would rather explain a Mishnah having two different types of cases, even though it doesn't say that it's two different types of cases. I'd rather say that they're talking about two different scenarios and keep it under one Tana, right? Then going like one tana, as opposed to making a machlokas tanoim in the same case. Because there is another way out. You could say the machlokas over here is when you use the expression, as long as my father doesn't protest, what does it mean? It could mean one of two things. Does it mean as long as he's quiet, it's Mekudeshes? Or does it mean as long as he doesn't protest? You could say that's the machlokas tanoim going in the Mishnah. The first case going like one tana, as long as he's quiet, as long as he's quiet, so therefore it's Mekudeshes. The second one says, no, as long as quiet is not what it means. It means as long as he doesn't protest. And it come out being a machlokas tanoim in that very point. Says Reish Lokit, you see from Yanai, I'd rather make it two separate cases, even though there was not clearly transitioning to two separate cases, but keeping it like one tana is better than keeping it in one case, but having to make it then a machlokas tanoim. All right, now, Rabbi Yosef says, listen, I got the best scenario over here. I'm able to explain it all in one case and all like one tana. 
All right? How do you come up with that? How do you create such a situation? So Rabbi Yosef is going to say, Amar Rabbi Yosef Amar Bar Ami Os Amar. L'oilam time. It's all going in one scenario, in one case. And it's all going like one tana. And what's the case? Umay Amanas Shir The case was that when it says that my father, as long as my father will agree, my father gives his consent, it means as long as he doesn't protest within 30 days. Now that's adding new information, but it works. Why does it work? I mean, as long as my father's got 30 days to protest, there's a, 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 a time of, uh, of, 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 re, of he can retract, but as long as he doesn't retract, with, he doesn't protest within 30 days. So now it comes out very good. The first case was, as long as my father doesn't protest, well, if the 30 days went by and he didn't protest, Mekudeshes. If he did protest, ain't a That's the first case. Second case was, the father, father died, died within the 30 days. Well, the bottom line, if he died, right? He didn't protest. He didn't protest. The third case is talking about that the son was the one that died. As long as it's within the 30 days, we can still go back to the father and say, lodge a protest, and that'll help that now we don't stick a, uh, the girl, into, the lady, into a woman, into a, 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 a Yibum situation. That's it. Yosef's come out with a chap, how we can make the whole Mishnah go in one scenario like one Tana. The difficulty with that is he throws in this idea of 30 days. It's not even in the Mishnah. Not, okay, so but that, that's really nice. fine. We find that all the time because philosophically we always learn Rabbeinu HaKadosh, when he did the Mishnah, it was key points that you still need the Mesorah, you still need your Rebbe to explain the, the, what's, what's between the lines. So that's not such a difficult thing. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Zog David Mishnah. Okay, fundamental uh, Gemara's over here. He dashed his beauty. The father says, I married off my daughter, but ain't your day lemik He says like this, the problem is I got drunk and I came back from the wedding and now I don't remember who the chassin was. Now, this is a big problem because what happens now? If he's believed, then what? She's an aceous ish. And what is she supposed to do? Right? Everybody the other case. So Kedashtiya is beat when you dare Lemika Dashtiya. Uba Echad and a guy shows up and said, I'm the Chosen. For Amar, Ani Kedashtiya. It is me. I am the person that you married off to. Neman, he is believed. The Chosen is believed. Now the Gemara will explain he's believed for what. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the point is like this. So therefore, that's the first case. The first case is I don't, the, the father said, obviously she had been a minor or a nara, which he has the right to marry her off. Doesn't remember who the chassan was. So the guy says, I'm the chassan. The chassan is believed. Now, you have over here two guys show up and each one is claiming to be the chassan, right? Tomorrow says like this, Shneim knows and get. What we can do is, listen, we can still help the woman. Both of you give a get. If both of you give a get, then even if, as long as one of you were the chosen, she now becomes muteris l'shuk. The other option would be imratzu. If they want echad nosen get vechad konis, one can give a get and the other one can marry her. It has to be in that order, right? Because they're also as long as we say, well, it's one of we believe it. It's one of the two of you. One can give the get and one can go ahead and marry. So let's just recount uh, uh, the, the, the review here. The case is the father comes and says, I don't remember who I married her. One guy shows up, he's believed. Now again, believe for what? We'll see in a moment. Case number two, two guys show up. So obviously we're believing one of the two, we just don't know which one. So therefore the options are either they both give a get or if they could work it out between them, one gives the get, and the one marries her. Now, says Amarav, Ram says, one second, when we say that a man shows up and says, I'm the one who married her, we have to be careful. This guy might be an opportunist. This guy here is, the father doesn't remember who the chassin was. Okay, this is a guy of low moral standards. And he says, you know what, it is I. So says Rav, therefore, the only thing is believed to say that, that we can make him give the get. If he gives the get, because then if he gives the get, he has no skin in the game. He's not gaining by the fact that uh, he came along and said, it's one thing if you say, okay, you know what? You now step into the shoes. Again, for, we, we can't trust that happened because the guy might be 
an opportunist to take advantage of a situation. But if he's just believed to give a get, then he's only doing, is, is a good Samaritan. He's only, oh, he's doing something altruistically. We say a person is not going to sin so somebody else can benefit. If he gives the get, there's no way saying that the girl's going to want to marry him. So therefore, if he gives the get, that means he'll be creating a tremendous avera if he's not telling the truth. Somebody else now who marries her would be over the Isser of Aishas Ish. We say a person doesn't do averas unless he is the sole recipient of the benefit of that avera. But why would I want to do an avera for somebody else to benefit? Therefore, he's believed, according to Rav, only that he can give a get, but he's not believed that what? Not believe that he married her? That he can continue ma- staying married with her. That is not believed. That's, that's what Rav's position is. He says, I'm a Rav. But he's not believed for himself to go ahead and marry this woman. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Answer yeah. Anymore, but she's a, the father married her also. She's a, a Katana. Nara or a Katana. Right. right. So can't she be Mayan? Can't she win? No, because the father's the Raisa. Only when the mother or the brother do it can she be Mayan. All right. So, get because ain't Adam chayt to believe love because the person's not going to sin that somebody else can do an avera. But he's not believed to be able to continue the marriage with her, saying I'm the chassid and continue being married with her because ema yitzra takva because he might say that he is now being subjected to the wiles of his yitzahara and says, look at this, you have an opportunity over here, and therefore we don't believe him because there is a it could be his yitzahs pushing him to, but if his yitzahs pushing him is only way he's going to benefit. But when somebody else benefits, his belief for a get is not believed to continue the marriage. That is Rav's opinion of our Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah said he's believed. Rav is qualifying he's believed what? Only forget not for marriage. Rabasi disagrees. Rabasi Amar, Af Neman Lichnois, he's believed even to say that this is the woman that I married. And we're going to see that Rabasi basically holds is that. You never know at what point in time the father might come to his senses and remember, right? And therefore, there is a fear factor here. What's the fear factor? If a guy shows up and says, it is me, right? And then the father has an epiphany, and what? Realized it was the other guy. He's taking you out and shooting you in the back. So therefore, so that, therefore, Abazi says, therefore, even when he says, it it's me. He's allowed to be believed to do what? To continue the marriage. We believe him as well. Now, but Moder Rav Asi Bo'omeres Niskadashti But Rav Asi says, I will agree with Rav. Let's say the case is different. Let's say we're talking about a Gedola. Right? A woman that was already Bulgaris and she's the one who doesn't remember. Right? The first case we're dealing with so far is the father one. Let's say a woman says, I was Makadish someone, Right? And I just, for the life of me, I can't remember who it is. A guy shows up and says, it's me. So there, Rav Asi says, there I will agree that he's only believed for the get, but he's not believed to, uh, for, to continue the marriage. Now, the one is an interesting thing. Why? Because a father will not lie to benefit the daughter. But we're afraid by the woman. The woman is now in a situation, she might be stuck not being able to marry anyone. And therefore, what we're concerned about, if a guy's already willing to show up and say, it is me, what might she say? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. And therefore, so by the case of the woman, Rabbi says, there's only believed to give her a get. He's not believed to uh, yeah. continue the marriage. We'll see. There we don't let him continue the marriage with her because there we're concerned that she might be covering for him. The father, we're not worried about it. So again, again, we have Machosia between Rav and Ravasi. Rav holds that in all cases, whether the father doesn't remember, the daughter doesn't remember, a guy shows up, it's me. It's me does not allow him to continue the marriage. It's me is your belief to give a get. Because we're not concerned you can do a veira for someone else. That's what we're not worried about. According to the Rab Asi, there was Rab. Rab Asi says, no, if it's a guy showing up and telling the father it's me, guy has the audacity to lie in front of the father, when the father says, in such a case, therefore he is believed in such a case. But if it's in front of the daughter and she doesn't remember and she's saying, was the daughter married? There, Taka, I agree with Rab that it's only forget, it's not to continue the marriage. Now, Tanan, Tamura wants to challenge, Tamura wants to ask Akasha on Rav. Why? Because the second case of our Mishnah was when two people showed up. 
right? It says there we give the option. We said either both can give a get, that's fine, but it says, that, or you could have one of them give the get and one of them continue the marriage. Our question is, according to Rav, that's difficult to understand because Rav said that in a case of one, we make him give a get. Why? Because we're afraid that maybe his Yatesers take advantage of him. So why in the case of two, don't you say the same thing? They both should say give a get. How can you let one of them give Maybe his Yatesers taking over him. That's the one's question. According to Rav Asi, it's great because Rav Asi holds even by one, you're allowed to let him marry. So therefore, the question is why in the case of two? So what Rav's going to say, Amalach Rav, Rav is going to answer like this. I'll tell you as follows. It, even if you argue, right, Rav says like this, even if you tell me that in the case of one, a case of one, I don't give that believable fact because you're worried the father might remember. That's what Bazi said. You father worried and therefore he's, he must be telling the truth because why would he take a chance like this? I don't agree that in the case of one, he might take a chance, but he doesn't remember now. What's the chance? When two people show up, Two people already, when you're contrasting the two people, it might jog the father's memory. Oh, I remember. So when two people show up, then there is a believability factor. And therefore, as long as the first guy gave the get, the second guy, you can give him a believable factor to continue on because he's concerned that since there were two, the father, there's more chance the father might end up remembering. And there you can go out let's say. Therefore, Rav does agree with the idea that when he shows up, the father might remember. He doesn't agree when it's only one. But when it's two and there's a contrast, there's chances that he'll remember who it is. And therefore, we believe the second guy to let him continue the marriage. That's how Rav answers it. Yeah, yeah, but we've got other cases that show when two people show up, we don't believe. Well, let's see. Well, let's see if there are other cases. Tonight, we learned in the Mishnah. So again, so Rav says, so, 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 so Amalach Rav, Shani Hasem, it's different when two show up. They came into Ike Echad Bahadeh, because since he is accompanied with another man, if two Semir does, there there is a fear factor involved, because the chance is when you're contrasting the two, that might jog the father's memory, and he might remember who the right guy is. To take such a chance, we can't, we say the person wouldn't do it unless, and, and continue marrying, and marrying her, he wouldn't do it unless he is the guy, and that's why over there we let him continue with the marriage. Okay, so we have Machlokas Ravasi and Rav, Alright, let's go, let's go by. The Tanya Kabbas Ravasi. We do have a Bryce supporting the position of Ravasi. What's the Bryce? Bryce is the Ferish. Kiddish, Kiddash is BT, starts off like our Mishnah. I married off my daughter, Vaini Adela, Mi Kiddashti, and I don't remember who it is. Huva, Echad, another person showed up and said, Kiddashtiya, it is I who married her. Ab Neman Lichnos. Bryce says explicitly, he's believed, not only believed to give a get, what does he believe? That's exactly Ravasi's position. This is a Kasha on Rav, because Rav said, He's not believed to marry her, right? Consul continues. Let's say he married her. We believed him and he married her. And you know what? Three months in, another guy shows up and now he says, I was the guy, right? He does not have the power anymore. Once we already gave the green light to the first guy and he married her, the second guy does not have the ability, unless he can bring proof, to cast, cast uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, cast... Um, aspersions. aspersions on the first marriage and therefore the, 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 the second guy is told to take, to take a hike. Now, let's keep going. Let's say the case was not the father didn't remember. The issue was an adult already and she said, I got married and I don't remember who I married. And guy shows up. That's what Abbasi said. In that case, we don't believe the second guy. Why not? Because we're concerned that she might be covering up for this guy because this is her ticket to get out of this mess and therefore we cannot allow him to marry her. Once give her a get, great. But a giver to marry cannot do. The Gemara wants to know now. The Gemara has a fundamental question. The father saying, I married my daughter. Let's say the father's the only way we know that she got married. There's no aid him, there's nothing, right? And that puts her in a situation of Aishas Ish. Right? Somebody comes now and has an adulterous relationship with her. Is the believability that she's an Aishas Ish so strong that we'll take that guy out and stone him? Because usually in order to create such a situation that you're going to end up killing somebody, executing somebody, you usually need to aid him. So do we say that the father's believability that I married my daughter and put her in a situation of Aishas Ish is a jest that creates the Isser but we cannot follow through and execute somebody on it, or is it even strong enough that you can execute the person on it? 
Right? Everybody with me? Now the Torah actually does give that believability because we have a passage in the Torah by the case where somebody casts aspersions about the virginity of his daughter and he says, I gave my son, my daughter, this man. You have the believability to say your, 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 your daughter's an Aisha's ish, but is that believability from one person strong enough that it can cause a result of an execution? Everyone, the other question? Is the father's believability strong enough to execute someone based on his uh, initial statement that she is married? Rav Amar ain't Sokhlin. Rav says not. Rav Asi Amar Sokhlin, you do execute. Rav Amar ain't Sokhlin. He am the Rahman Allah. The only believability the father gave is Lisura to create a prohibition. She is now Asura to marry anybody else because she's an Asian Sish. That you have the ability to do. You have the ability to say who the person is. You have to say the ability that she's an Asian Ish. That's the God of the Isser of Asian Ish. But to follow through and execute someone based on that, you need to aid him for that. That one person alone you cannot go ahead and do. But the Torah does not give him that believability. When the Torah empowers the father to say, my daughter was given to that man by me, it's in, with all the bells and whistles. It has the full believability, even if it results in what? That if she commits adultery, we will execute the person based on it. So now, Amar Asi. He says like this. He says that I will agree that if it's not based on the father, but it's based on the daughter, like in the case of an adult, but she shows up and says, I am married, all right? So in such a case, since we don't have two witnesses testifying that she's married, she's only on her own, and there is a concept that a person has a believability concerning themselves to create an isra on themselves. This piece of meat, this piece of meat is usur, so then you're not allowed to eat that piece of meat. It's only one witness. She can create that prohibition on herself, but for herself to create the prohibition that somebody's going to be executed because of it, that she does not able to eat. As he says, it's a special din in the father, because the father, the Torah says explicitly, the father is believed. On herself, she can be believed to create an isra for herself, but not that somebody else is going to be executed based on that isser that has been crea- uh, created. We cannot do that. So therefore, Ain Sokli will not execute. That at first glance, it would appear that my teachings are inconsistent. And therefore, it's like, Merapsin Igra, my Rashiva has used that expression. They, they, they shatter the roof. It causes the roof to come down. That my, my teaching seems to shatter the roof. Why? Because there's like this, at first glance, you could argue it makes no sense logically. Let's go through it, right? Because what is he saying? The father is believed to create a situation of execution, but the daughter is not believed. Now, why does it seem at first glance that it's not logical? Because we said like this, according to Rav Asi, a man shows up and says, I, the father said she's married. Father says what? That she's married, she's Aishas Ish. Somebody comes along and says, pick me, pick me, it's I. I was the one that married. We, according to that, you don't believe him. You don't believe him. And you said, okay, we'll believe you for the get, but we don't believe. Which means we're saying is that, the, the, that, that in such a case that, um, uh, that, that, uh, that, that where the father, right, let me, let me, let me, let me, let's get the case. Where the, the father is, is uh, statement was, was made that, that, that she was an Aishas Ish, right? We believe, in that case, one second, uh, somebody comes and says it's me, so then what, what the halacha is, I'm sorry. Uh, the, father's, the father's statement is strong enough to execute, right? The father is strong enough to go ahead and allow there to be an execution. Yet when someone, someone shows up and says it is I, Right? We don't allow that person to go ahead and, uh, and, 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 and marry her. He has to give a get. That was what Asi saying. All right? Now, one second. What is that? Just to make sure I get this correctly. Um, The father's talking. The father says that I gave the daughter for marriage. Ravasi said over there that if someone says it's me who married her, all right, we don't allow the she person. Can't marry 
No, and in fact, yeah, no, no, no. Rabbi says she's allowed to marry. I'm sorry, she's allowed to marry. Now, allowing to marry, allowing a guy to marry means it's, it's like it means we it's as if we don't trust completely that she's fully married because no harm no foul. It would seem that way. We don't allow someone to marry. Allowing someone, the father says she's an ashes ish. Someone says it's me. Okay, go ahead and marry her. Hi, she, you might be having the Easter of Asia's ish. Not such a big deal. Why is it not such a big deal? Because it seems to be because the father himself might not be so strong. She might not be an Asia's ish. Not be an Asia's ish. Let somebody go ahead and marry. And yet, what do we say? That if she commits adultery, we allow somebody, we allow, uh, we, we, make, we allow that person to be executed. Yet it comes out when she says, I'm an Asia's ish. Right? We don't allow anybody to marry her. That would seem to be, because why? Because we worry about she might really, really be an Asia's ish. So we don't allow, so in such a case, if somebody actually does commit adultery with her, it should be a Kalva Chomer. What should the Kalva Chomer be? For sure that person should be executed. Right? Everyone here, it seems to be inconsistent. When the father says, my daughter's an Asia's ish, we allow someone to marry her. Now that would seem to be, why you allow, she's an Asia's ish, why are you allowing someone to marry her? Because maybe that's the chink, we don't believe him completely that she's an Right? Because then, we, then we have no problem believing somebody because she might not be an Asian. And yet the law is if she commits adultery, get skila. So when she says that she's an Asian ish, we believe her so strongly that we don't allow somebody to come and uh, and, and, and marry because she's an Asian ish. So then Kalva Homer, if she commits adultery, doesn't get married to someone, commits adultery. For sure. So sure you should say skila. So why is there no skila in that case? That's why at first glance it seems to be inconsistent. Right? That's what it says like this. He says like this. Then the case of the father, we allow someone to marry. Amart, and that means we're not so concerned that she's an Asian ish. Amart, nevertheless, we said so clean that you execute. In the case of the girl, where she said, I got married, and we don't let anybody come and say that it's me. So, Anakon is not allowed to marry. So, Anakon should be a Homer, she's so clean. But but actually, that's only at first class. If you understand it correctly, there's no contradiction here. Why? Because the Torah gave the father the right of believability. He has the full-fledged ability. So when he says it, he is believed, right? So therefore, and, and therefore, that's why it results in a case of skilo. In the case of the daughter, the daughter only has the ability to create an iser. She doesn't have the ability to create that it should be a din skila because we don't find the Torah explicitly said, we believe the daughter. We say believe the father. The Torah says, he's believed to say, Biti Nosati. Therefore, in the case of the daughter, we believe her that she might be an Asian ish. But based on that, but for herself, for herself we believe, but that causes a case of skila, but it, and does prohibit somebody else from marrying her because we're not going to allow that situation in ability so, but for herself we don't give her the full credibility that she'll be able to create a skilo. Uh, and that's like the idea of Shavi and a person can make something awesome on himself. Now the Kasha is when the guy shows up and says it's me, because we said the problem over there was because there we're afraid that she might just be covering for him and that's we don't allow. Okay, let's go Vita. Rabchista Amar Rabchista said as follows. You're right, we're saying now, he says, He says, I disagree. Even when the Torah gives the believability to the Father, that doesn't mean that you rely on Skila. You need to aid him for that. But as Rav Chista, Rav Chista follows his reasoning. Let's say a father says, my son is already nine years old in one day. My daughter is already three days in one day. What does that create a situation? If somebody has relations with a girl that's over three years old or a boy that's over nine years old, so they have committed a iser, an erva, because it's considered an act of bia. Right? You don't punish the child, but you will punish the adult. And then if it happened accidentally, the father is believed to say the age, and that will result in a carbon. And I understand. Carbon could be. But for punishments, for giving malchus in cases where it's a low sase, or in case of where it's a chiv misa, we cannot rely on the father as say so to create a punishment. Then you need to aid him for that. And Tani Kwasi Rav and Rav position is substantiated by the following b'risa. Because the b'risa says like this, B'ni ben yud gimel shonim yom echad. We're talking about the son has shown two pubic hairs. Now, if he's less than 13, those hairs don't mean anything. If he's already 13, then it's considered to be an full-fledged adult. The same thing by a girl, if she's 12 and one day. So he says, this is my son, he's 13 years old, yom echad, Biti, this is my daughter, and she's bas yud ba yom echad. So it says as follows, Neman l'adorim l'charomim. 
Statements that they might make, which were either nedarim or or cherems, a different type of neder, or hagdeshas, a consecrations, or erchin, a type of erech is a type of uh, consecration. They're all believed because they're considered adults, and it's binding. And therefore, you have to hold those uh, those statements, utterances, as if they are real. But a result of it that somebody should get lashes because of it, or someone gets punished of it, they don't have, the father does not have the believability to classify them as adults. So that is Bryce's support that even when the Torah gives a status, that the father can create a status of the, of the child as either... Um, being married, or the child being an adult, whatever it is, that only works for the, the, the isurim involved, but it doesn't work that it should result in a based in having to be able to legally penalize someone with Malchus or Misa, it does not work. Let's go back to it. Zog the Mishnah. Kidashti is biti. Person says, I married her, we're talking about when she's a minor, which means she's an Asian ish right now. Right? Or I married her and she got divorced while she was still a minor. And at this point in time, she is still a minor. So we have two scenarios here. Either she's married or she's married and divorced. But in both cases, she is still a minor right now. Neman is believed. Now in the first case, he's answering to everyone. In the second case, who's he answering her to? To Kohanim. Because by saying that she was divorced and, uh, married and divorced, so therefore, but he's believed. Let's say in the second scenario we have over here is that he married her and he's claimed and she's divorced and he now is coming to say I married her and she's divorced while she was a katana but at this point in time she's no longer a katana. Not believed. So that's scenario number two. So number number three, he shows up and said that when we were living in place X, my daughters were kidnapped and held ransom, they were abducted, and I redeemed them. The halacha is that, we learned from Sechaz Yevamis, that when a girl is, 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 we assume that they were defiled, and they're no longer allowed to marry a Kohen, they're no longer eat truma, they have a status of a Zayna, because we assume they were defiled. And so he's saying, that's what happened with my daughter, and then she's not allowed to marry a Kohen, she's not allowed to eat truma. That makes no difference, whether she's a minor or an adult, not believed. And as the Gemara, says there's two questions being asked here. Because we have three scenarios. So in the first scenario, it says she's still a minor, he's believed. If she's an adult and he said it, she's not believed. So what's the difference between those two cases? What does it make a difference? If he's believed, believed. What if she's an adult, now or not. And the question on the third case, why, if he's believed while she's still an ad, a, a minor, so why isn't he believed to say that she was captured and right, disqualifies her from the Kohen. Why there is he not believed, even though she still is a minor? That is the question that is being asked by the Gemara. So Gemara says, uh, Gemara says now, a very interesting story we had before. But the Gemara is going to suggest, and we'll see if we stick with this, what the Gemara is going to suggest is, it depends, is it within his ability to do what he is saying? Meaning like this, since if she's still a minor, he can marry her off. Now, if he marries her off, it makes her into an Aishas Ish anyway. So therefore, he's believed to say he's an Aishas Ish if it's within his ability right now to make her an Aishas Ish. But since it's not, but why, she's already a Gadola, he can't marry off. That explains the difference between the first, the first scenario and the second scenario. As long as she's still an, a minor, he's believed, because he could, he could do it anyway. And if she's a Gadola, he's not believed. That's what the more is suggesting. So more says, Reisha B'yodah, the first part of the mission that's within his ability, it's not within his ability. Says the more like this, why is it not in his ability? You can marry her off to a Chala. The more assumes right now, Chala is a product of a marriage where Cohen was not allowed. Cohen married a divorced woman. The child is considered a cholo. So let's say Cohen marries a, 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 a divorcee. That child is a cholo. The more assumes right now, when that cholo marries a basi stroll, now he disqualifies her. She can no longer marry a Cohen, and their children will be chalolin. So therefore, if she's still a minor, he could still marry her to a cholo. Since he could still marry her to a cholo, he can still disqualify her. So if he could still disqualify her, then why in the last case where he says that she was captured and, and she was freed, he's not believed, because why? Because he's not within his ability to disqualify. It is his ability to disqualify. What could he do? Just marry her off as a minor to a chalal. So Gemara says like this, which disqualifies her from a kahuna. Says the Gemara that what you have to say is halokash. It's not difficult. That our Mishnah, the town of our Mishnah, is the He also considered like a purifying mikvah to chalal. It means 
he disagrees with other Tanoim. He holds that if a Chalal, who is the product of a Kohen, a married divorced woman, marries another Bas Yisrael, does not have the ability to pass on that Chalal gene. She's like a purification for the Chalal. Their, her child will not be a Chalal. Means a Chalal. Get the case. What's that? I know that's not the that, halacha, not the halacha. But the halal, if a halal marries a Bas Yisroel, she still is allowed to eat truma if he dies, let's say, or she'll be allowed to marry a Kohen if he dies. And not only that, their child will not be a, considered to be a halal. That's his position. She's like a mikvah purifying. The, so the, the child be a Kohen? What's that? No, 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 child, no, no. The no, daughter just, could then marry a Kohen. If it's a daughter, could marry a Kohen. Yes, right. That's his opinion. Now, the Chachamim disagree with that. They say if he's a Chalal, he infects her, and, and the and children are Chalal. But that's the way you could learn. Therefore, he doesn't have the ability to make her into a Chalal. He's not believed to say she was captured and released. Right. But it says like this, I could marry her to a Mamzer. Now, even though you're not allowed to marry a girl to a Mamzer, but it's Kedushin face. So since technically it's in his ability to marry her to a Mamzer, what happens if he marries her to a Mamzer? She becomes disqualified. The children become disqualified. So why isn't he believed to say that she was captured and, and I redeemed her? When it says, you have to say, it's going like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's opinion is that even in a case of Losa says, if it's, in a, if it's, a, if it's a kores or a misa, Kedushin doesn't, is not toface. Rabbi Akiva's position is even in Losa says, that's the din. So if you try and marry a mamzer, what's the halacha? It's not considered to be a valid, a binding marriage. Rabbi so, Kiva says it is, though. Rabbi, Kiva, it? Rabbi Kiva says it's not. not. We hold that it would it be Mekodesh's. Now, if you're able to do the Kedushin, so then, they, then she'll become a Chalola, the ch- uh, she'll become disqualified, the children become Amzain. But according to Rabbi Kiva, you can't have that happen because you cannot marry her off to a, 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 a Mamzer. Rabbi Akiva, the Amr, and Kedushin tells Mechayvelavin. Says more like this. Okay, fine. Now, even in the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, we're going to see there's a machlokus in the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. But there is an opinion, which we're going to see in a moment, that even though normally a prohibition of a lav is not toe-faced, Rabbi Akiva holds as an exception, an almona to a kohen gadol. And almona to a kohen gadol, there the condition is toe-faced. So it says, almona to a kohen gadol. Right? Kirabsimoi, going with the sheet of Rabsimoi, the sign you learned in a brisa. Rabsimoi Omar, Minakol Osir Rabakiva Amzaim. Generally, Rabbi Akiva holds that if you have a low sase, condition is not going to be toe faced, and the child will be a mamzer. But there's an exception to that case. There's a low sase that that doesn't happen. Chutzma Torah, Lo Yikach. The Torah says, don't marry her because you're going to make the children chalolim. Now, why do you have to be to make the children chalolim? That means they disqualify the kuna. It's worse. The, According to Rabbi the children should be mamzerim. But you see that this is an exception, that even though it's a low say the Kedushin does work, and the children will only become chalolim. Point is, there is a way to make the children into psule kahuna. So therefore, why is he not believed to say that she was captured and I redeemed her? Chalolim, chalolim, chilolim osei, makes chalolim in that case, but ain't osei mamzerim. So the question is, so even according to Rabbi Akiva, there's a way to make her disqualified to kahuna. Says the Mora, who says we have to follow Rav Simoy's understanding of Rabbi Akiva? We could say that our Mishnah is following the Tanah Rabbi Yeshevav to Amar Bovin Nitzvah Akiva Ben Yosef that he says he made a statement that let's protest against Akiva Ben Yosef's position. Shahaya Ose Omer Kosh Ein that any time the Torah says you're not allowed to have a Jewish man, you're not allowed to have beer with a certain woman, the Vlad is a Mamzer, including the case of Almana Kohen Gadol. So therefore, if it's going to be Shava, even the case of Almana Kohen Gadol, condition will not be tofes. So you cannot. Create a condition to make the children chalolim because Kedushin Atovas, even in the case of Alman and the Gadol. Now, the Gemara says like this there is two opinions in Yevomis as to how to understand Rabbi Yesheva. Was Rabbi Yesheva coming to just disagree? Rav Simoy. Rav Simoy says that in the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, Kedushin is tofes, and he's coming to say, no, Kedushin is not tofes in that case. But there are other cases that's called Chivasei, uh, Adomi, Mitzri, that for three generations it says that you're not allowed to marry, but it's not a low sase over there. So there Rabbi Akiva would hold, even if it's only an Isra say, that Kedushin would work and the children become Chalolim. So is that how you understand Rabbi Sheva? He's only disagreeing with the opinion of Rav Simoy by Amalek and Godel, but even in Rabbi Akiva's Shita by Isra say Kedushin could work, then you still have a problem. Because even if it's going like Rabbi Yesheva, you could still, according to Rabbi Akiva, you could marry her to Isra say disqualify her for the Kuhuna. And if you still have the ability to disqualify her for the Kuhuna, so then why over here are you not believed to say that she was captured and redeemed? 
So Hanicha, this only works if is that if Rabbi Yeshevah either time and if Rabbi Yeshevah wasn't coming to argue just with Rabbi Simoy, he was saying a blanket statement. Any time there's an Isra Bia, the child's a mom's or Kedushin won't be tofus, even an Isra say, then he could be the author of the Mishnah. You could say it that way. But if he's coming only to argue with Rabbi Simoy, you could still marry off the Chivasei. So therefore, you have this, you have this, comes along Rabbi Ravashi. He said, I don't like the whole line of thing over here. You're saying it's within his ability to disqualify her. How's it in his ability? Because he's married to somebody who, who, she, who would disqualify. How do you know that guy agrees? Means that's not considered within your ability. It's only in your ability if you can make sure that happens. How's it with the ability of the father to make sure she's going to be able to marry a halal? To make sure you, how do you know that guy agrees? So Amar of Asi, but Tizbarod, does it make sense? Reisha Mishum the other. The reason in the Reisha why it's believed when she's still a minor because it's within his ability. Even though it's within his ability to marry her, but the Yodel Lagarsha. First of all, in the first case, it says she got married and divorced. Divorced is not up to him. How can you arrange that for sure she's going to get divorced? So that case, case number two, for sure doesn't work. But that's within his ability to say that she's divorced. If the person he wants to marry her says, I don't want to marry her. Can you force him to marry her? You can't force him to marry her. So therefore, the line of reasoning here is not because it's in his ability. It has nothing to do with it. We're back to our question. Why is he only believed when she's a minor and she's not believed when? She's a doll, and in the case of when he says that she was captured and released, he's not believed in any case. So I don't understand. So Ella Amravashi, he says the Torah gave the believability to the father. like we learned Torah. How do you know a father has the ability to create restrictions on his daughter? He's believed to restrict his daughter in a Torah because the positive says The father says that I gave my daughter over to this man. To this man, to the man means he can make her nation's ish also to everyone. Hazeh, this one means I can make her also to this one, and she's uh, uh, I'm sure I mean, I mean she's muteris to this one, and also to the other people. So you see two things. One is you can ask her a blanket. Number two, you can ask her a blanket and matter her to one person. That's what we see over there. However, what we leave on in him the Rahmana, that's only in the matters of marriage do you have that ability to do. You can say that she's married and she's married to this guy, that's what the Torah is giving her. But for all other things, he doesn't have the ability. But Bishavuye, Lohim there, but it comes to when was she captured or not, we don't see that he has believability in that particular case. So now we understand. When does the Torah give that believability when she's still a minor? If she became an adult, He's, not, he's no longer has that level of believability. So if he testifies why she's a minor or a Nara, that's when he has, it's got nothing to do with it, it's within his ability. But that's when that, that believability was given. So therefore to say that she's Moteris to one, not Moteris to the other, through marriage, through divorce, that the Torah gives him the right but only while she's a minor. If she's reached an adult, she's lost that believability, and concerning what she captured or not, which is not a marriage t- testimony, there he's not believed, whether she's a minor or not. Gentlemen, stop. Oh, yeah.